0: Welcome to College Street Victory Church. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk.
1: (laughs) If you're just joining us, we're doing this new series called Going Viral." We're talking about there's a lot of things out there uh, that are trendy. Then there are things that are timeless. Come on. And so, (laughs) we served up something really good for you uh, today as a team. And and we're not going to just give it to the cat. It's for you. And I hope you came prepared. I hope you came ready. I hope you take so many notes because, you know, Pastor Steph, she brought it last week. It was, wasn't it good? Come on, give it up for Pastor Steph. And uh, her husband's about to bring it today. If you haven't met... um, they are our worship pastors do such a good job of raising up and equipping others and raising a team Um, they've had the privilege of of traveling all around the world going up to Nashville and doing an album with College Street Worship uh, songs that have gone number one on the Canadian iTunes charts Um, um, yeah and Pastor Rudy is a writer, he is a songwriter a lot of the songs you hear are originals and um And you know, when when God takes a writer, you can also use that writer to get the message out, not just to sing, but also to teach. And here at College Street, we believe in raising up leaders in their gift and in their calling. Um, So I'm so proud. Uh, Pastor Rudy's been doing ministry with me for the past seven years. We've known Rudy and staff for the past eight years. And they have been married for nine years. And we get to do this with them. And it is such an honor today to see my friend, just bring the word of God to you today. So could you please do me the honor of giving it up for Pastor Rudy Stoas. Come on.
0: Awesome, well, thank you, thank you. Welcome to church. We love having fun in church. I love being a part of a church that's fun. In fact, I grew up in a church that uh, the one day a year where we couldn't go to church was Communion Day, and that was my favorite day of the year because I got to stay home and cause trouble with my brothers, right? Not our kids. They ask us every day, when's church day? When's church day? We want to go to church. So our kids team does an incredible job with our kids. Um, Like we said this morning, lately we've had quite a few uh, baptisms coming out of the kids ministry here. We got to baptize. Our daughter last Sunday night for those of you that weren't here which was super special and then pastor Matt and uh, pastor Charmaine got to baptize Chloe last Sunday morning so it's just so cool to see uh, our kids are excited for church as well so church should be fun it should be exciting I want to welcome everyone watching online as well thank you for joining us I know there's people every week that tune in from all over the place so welcome you're going to get an amazing teaching today. I can promise you that because it's out of the word of God. So I'm just the messenger. Don't shoot the messenger, please. Um, But yeah, I'm excited to share with you today. I want to thank Pastor Matt and Pastor Charmaine for giving us the opportunity to um, teach. Like Pastor Steph said last week, it's a different weight you carry when you're preparing the teaching because you're presenting it to the church and you're like, oh, I sure hope I don't get this wrong. And then in the middle of it, you're like, God, show me grace if something isn't in line with your word. So... I pray right now something isn't in line today with God's word, that it was just dropped dead, right? And so, anyway, thank you for entrusting us with that weight to deliver the message to the church. So, yeah, so we're in this series called Going Viral, right? And the word viral, as we know it, has been a buzzword in the last, well, since social media really blew up, right? Like, everybody's trying to create something that's going to go viral. And so my question is, why do we crave, why do we as humans crave so much for something we create or something that we're part of to go viral, right? And I, I'm guilty of that. You know, anytime you, you write or do anything like that, you're always hoping that somebody's going to hear it or somebody's going to be impacted by it, right? So you're, but, you know, sometimes we do it for the wrong motives as well, you know, to get attention maybe or, um, you know, even to the point where many have compromised their morals and their standards just to create content to you know to get the attention that they crave but I'm here to tell you today that Jesus calls us to a different standard and the only thing that we should want to go viral is the gospel is the message of Jesus that's what he commissioned us to do right so if we're writing content or creating anything it should be to make you know make him look good that's right make him look good and let's make the, the gospel go viral um, you know the, the world is all about my instant gratification. Whereas Jesus calls us to a different standard. You know, the kingdom is all about his eternal glorification. So there's a big difference between our instant gratification and his eternal glorification. So, like we've said in the previous weeks, and Pastor Matt just said it this morning, God is looking for is not looking for something that's just trendy. He's looking for something. That is timeless. And in the first week of the series, we learned about the importance of the Great Commission, right? The reaching part. And how we are called to use our influence to be imitators of Christ and to go viral by going out and making disciples. Last week, Pastor Steph, so proud of you, you brought the message, so much good feedback on that. She gave us kind of the the the, the discipleship model and what that looks like to become a disciple of jesus and so we heard about what the process of making disciples looks like and how important it is to always be growing in our walk with god and to ensure that we're always bringing someone else on that journey with us so that we can go viral by reproducing disciples right so we talked about reaching we talked about reproducing and today i want to talk to you about remaining remaining how we can go viral by remaining disciples. And that is the title of my message today, Remain. That's the word we had last week in our men's group. I was already thinking of ideas for the message, and then James spoke up, and he's like, I, I've got a word, it's remain. And I'm like, well, that's in line with what I was going to teach. And then all week we've been hearing this word, remain, right? And so I just want to make it clear, I'm not talking about kicking back and putting our feet up. Not that kind of remaining. I'm talking about the training and the commitment it takes to stay steadfast in our faith, producing fruit in every season of our lives as disciples of Jesus so that we can make more disciples of Jesus, right? After all, if we're not healthy, we won't be able to go out and make healthy disciples, right? So we need to remain first. So in order to go, we must first remain. In order for the gospel to go viral, which is our goal, which is our commission, we must first remain in it. And yes, remaining requires commitment. But the fruit that comes out of this commitment is so worth it. I can guarantee you that. So let's dive into the word today and let's see what God wants to say to us today. And I was as I was preparing this week's message, uh, God led me to John 15, which is I was telling the team on Thursday, we do a run through here every Thursday. And I said, reading the chap, uh, like just one chapter out of a book, any book, you can, you know, you can take a couple of notes and it's good stuff. You take a chapter out of the Bible, like I, there's 17 verses here and I, I only cover like four verses and I have like an hour's worth of content, you know. And it's like, the Bible is so much deeper than anything else out there, you know, like you can just keep taking out of it and... I actually read of this guy who, I forget his name, but he said that he had read the Bible a hundred times in his lifetime, and every time he could see things in a new light, in a new way, applicable to whatever season he's in at the time, right? So it's always speaking to us right where we're at, and that's the beauty of his word. So let's see what God has to say to us today. John 15, um, the notes should be up on you version as well if you want to follow along on your apps or if you have the hard copy Bibles, do that. Take notes. Um, so let's just dive right in. It says this, I am the true grapevine. So this is Jesus speaking. And this is actually right before he um, is going to go to the cross. This is, he's hanging out with his disciples. This is right before the, he's going to get betrayed and he's going to go to the cross. So these are some final instructions to his disciples here. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. Harsh, right? The Bible's all fairy tales and happy endings. Not always. I mean, there's some harsh warnings in here too. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in His love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with joy." I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. This is my command. Love each other. At first I was going to read just a couple of, just a few verses and I'm like, I can't just, I can't just, you know, let's just read the whole section to give us context and so that we can dive in and dissect it a little bit more. So is there water in here? Oh, I've never drank out of the anointed cup before. (laughs) Woo! Feels so much better now. You got to try this sometime, Rick. This is good stuff. It's the Jesus juice. Now you know why Pastor Matt has so much energy all the time. Come on. Come on. All right. So let's just dive right into my first point here. First point is absence from the vine comes with a price. In verse 4, it says this Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. So I want to say this You can't go viral if you wither. In other words, you can't produce fruit if you don't remain in the root, right? And a branch on its own that is not connected to the vine, which is Jesus, will wither. It says it right there in his word. And so many of us have tried doing things our own way, right? But how many times has that actually worked out for us? In the process, we often end up sacrificing our connectivity for control. We become disconnected from the vine because we want to take control and do things our own way. And I don't know about you, but I would rather be in a place where I'm connected than in a place where I have all the control. But connection to the vine, again, which is Jesus, requires trust. If we have all the control, very little trust is needed. And the tighter we hold on to that control, the less connected we are to the one who is actually in control, right? So how do we stay connected? How do we remain By building our level of faith. And now that's easier said than done, right? It's easy to say, build your faith, build your faith. Faith takes work. The definition of faith is complete trust or confidence in someone or something. And one of the ways we can do this is by staying in the Word. And remember, Jesus is the Word, but He has also given us the written Word, the Bible, as a means of communicating with us. And the entire Bible, just so you know, points back to Jesus. So when you're in the Word, you're spending time with the Word because the Word is Jesus. So the words in the Bible point to the Word. But back to the written Word, the Bible. The Word of God is what prunes us. It talks about pruning. And Hebrews 4.12 says that it is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, and it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. So the pruning is actually what makes us productive. The longer we remain in him by staying connected to the word, the more we will be pruned and the more productive we will become for the kingdom. It's interesting because in the Greek, we covered this this morning with the men, the words he prunes also mean he cleans. So verse 3 in the NIV version says, you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. It's the Word that will help us get rid of the things that are hindering us from living out our full potential. When we underutilize the tools that God has given us through His Word, we start building up impure qualities that affect not just our performance, but the performance of all of those that we're trying to lead. This might look like bitterness, might look like selfishness, might look like unforgiveness, Whatever it is, it directly affects our ability to lead to our fullest potential. But when we remain steadfast in our faith and we continue, that's the key word, continue to remain in the word over a long period of time, we start seeing the long-term fruit. And it's only then that we start living out our full potential. In Ephesians 5, Paul is speaking about the church, which is us, when he says that Christ gave his life for the church to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. And to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. This is a process that will continue until he comes back for us, the church. So being pruned and cleansed by remaining in the word is absolutely necessary if we want to produce lasting fruit in our lives and the lives of those around us. And it's easier now than ever to remain in the word. Am I right? I mean, we have it at our fingertips. Most of us have it on our devices, on our phones. Maybe we just need to make the app the, on us, you know, move it over to a separate screen with just the Bible on it so we're not tempted to go onto the other apps, right? Utilize it a little bit more. But it is easier now than ever if we make it a priority. I read something this week that said, priority is productivity aimed in the right direction. Priority is productivity aimed in the right direction. Our culture is obsessed with being productive. And sometimes it's hard to see the instant productivity in spending moments of silence with God or spending time reading the Bible. Guilty. I've done it. I can see the instant results of my work a lot faster sometimes than I can see the results of reading the Word and spending moments of silence with God, right? But again, it's not about the instant results that we would define as being productive. It's more about the long-term effects that prioritizing time with Jesus daily will have not just in our lives, but our children and their children's lives. And over time, we will see the long-lasting effects of defining our priorities and building our lives around them. It's the daily time spent in reading the Word, praying, and spending moments of silence with God that will cleanse us, prune us. And make us more productive than we could ever be on our own right this water is good so if you want to see an increase in your faith be intention or if you back that up if you want to see an increase in your fruit be intentional about increasing your faith Charles Spurgeon said this, a Bible that's falling apart usually belongs to someone who isn't. That hits, right? I was saying to Steph last night, I've never met someone whose Bible is all raggedy and worn out that doesn't have their life together. You know, stay in the word. So grow your faith by remaining in his written word because like I said in my first point, absence from the vine comes with a price. My second point is this, abiding in the vine comes with a promise. Verses seven and eight say, but if you remain in me and my words, there it is again, my words, the words of Jesus, remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. And like we learned earlier, remaining requires a commitment to his word, but this commitment comes with a promise. The definition of promise is a declaration or assurance that one will do a particular thing or that a particular thing will happen in other words remaining in him comes with hope and we know that the word says that God's plan is to what give us a hope and a future he wants to set us up for success just like we want to set our children up for success you know all this talk about commitment and remaining Reminds me of a conversation we had with our six-year-old daughter last week on the drive home. Was it on Saturday? She says, Mom and Dad, I want three cats. We have no pets right now. I want three cats. I said, well, let's start with one. But what's it going to take? Because I want you to buy the cat. And I want you to pay for the pet fee on top of our rent so that we can have this cat. She's like, well, I'll start a lemonade stand on Saturday and I'm going to buy a cat. And I'm like, I love how you think. Got the mind of an entrepreneur. So she said, how many cups do I have to sell to get a cat? Well, we broke it down and, and I said, well, this is how many cups you need to sell to buy the cat. She's like, okay, good, done deal. Saturday, I'm starting a lemonade stand. But I said, okay, we can buy the cat, but now we need to sell this many more so that you can pay the rent. Okay, well that's doable. But I said, now you have to make that much more every month to be able to keep the cat. Right? It's gonna take commitment. And eventually, during the course of this conversation, she lost interest (laughs) in getting a cat because she realized it's gonna be a whole lot more work than I thought it would be, right? Starting is the easy part. Sticking with it requires a whole new level of commitment. Isn't that right? But it's this commitment that will produce the fruit that we read about in verse 8 where it says, when you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. It's applying the faith that will produce the fruit because faith without works is dead. In other words, fruit is faith in action. So what is this fruit? Galatians five twenty two to 23 say this, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. So when we are connected to the vine, Jesus, we also have access to the Holy Spirit. Think of the Holy Spirit as the sap that flows from the vine to the branches producing the fruit within us. And the fruit mentioned here is twofold. It's both growing and it's going, right? It's growing the character of Christ in us as well as going out and doing the work of Christ through us. The Great Commission. The fruit wasn't just meant to benefit us. Yes, we benefit from it. But more than that, the fruit is meant to be beneficial to the people around us. Our families, our friends, our co-workers. They benefit from our love, our joy, our peace, our patience, our kindness, our goodness, our faithfulness, our gentleness, our self-control. You've got to own these things, right? Verse 7 said, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. Sounds pretty good to me, Right? Now, let's remember that right before that, he says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you. The best way to receive the promises of God is to pray the promises of God that are found in his word. Let's also remember that the resulting fruit mentioned right after that is meant to bring glory to the gardener. Not to us, but to God. And to receive what we ask for, our prayers still have to be in line with His will, according to 1 John 5.14. And His will will always include the people around us. His will isn't for us to be selfish. Yes, He wants to see us, you know, get the desires of our heart. and, And He's, you know, He has a lot of promises for us. But really, the bigger will includes the people around us. The bigger will includes living out the calling of the Great Commission, right? So this means our prayers should be a lot larger than just us as well. God is looking for fruit that is so productive within us that it becomes reproductive and it spreads to those around us. Think about it. Why does fruit have seeds in it? So it can reproduce. Like I said earlier, the world around us is all about my instant gratification. While God is all about His eternal glorification. He is about reproductive fruit. He is about lasting fruit. Verse 16 says, you didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. Lasting fruit. Legacy fruit fruit that goes way beyond just us. But how often are our prayers focused on our wants and our needs, right? It's easy to pray for the things we want or need right now because we benefit when those prayers are answered. But what if we were to shift the way we prayed and we started focusing on the people around us? I heard it said this way once, if all the prayers you prayed yesterday were answered today, who would be impacted the most? If it's just me, then I got to shift the way I pray, <laughs> right? It's convicting. And it definitely puts a different perspective on how I pray for people. So point one was absence from the vine comes with a price. Point two was abiding in the vine comes with a promise. Point three is adherence to the vine comes with provision. Verses 10 and 11 say, when you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. Just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in His love, I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. So by being obedient to His commands and by remaining in Him, not only does He promise to provide us with whatever we ask for using His name, He promises to provide us with one of the most sought-after things in the world today. The reason people turn to drugs, the reason people turn to relationships, the the, the reason people do the things they do is because they're looking for happiness, for joy, right? And he promises to give us joy when we obey his word. So we know where to find it. It's right in here. It's one of the fruits of the spirit that we talked about earlier as well. And again, the joy wasn't just meant for us. It says our joy will overflow when we remain in his love by obeying his commandments. That means other people will be positively impacted as a result of our obedience to his commandments. And what is the command that he's giving us? Verse 12 says, this is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I've loved you. Wait, I thought there was 500 commandments I needed to follow to get this joy. No, he says, love each other. Verse 17 repeats it again, this is my command, love each other. I believe that when we truly have the love of Jesus within us, the other fruits will become evident as well. It's like love is the common denominator that ties everything else together. In Matthew 22, when Jesus was asked by the religious leaders, which was the greatest commandment of them all? He answered this way, love the Lord your God with every passion of your heart, with all the energy of your being, and with every thought that is within you. And the second is like it in importance. You must love your friend in the same way you love yourself. It all comes down to loving God and loving others. John 13 verses 34 34 to 35 say this, Let me give you a new command. Love one another. Says it again. In the same way I loved you, you love one another. This is how everyone will recognize that you are my disciples when they see the love you have for each other. Again, when the love of Jesus is within us, it will spread to the people around us. This will be the evidence to the world that we belong to Jesus and that we are his disciples. Come on. So to sum up this section, we remain in his love by responding with love. It's about putting the needs of others before our wants. Verse 13 in the Passion Translation puts it this way For the greatest love of all is a love that sacrifices all. And this great love is demonstrated when a person sacrifices his life for his friends. Love is not optional if we want to be disciples of Jesus, it's a command. And love is not an emotion. I don't say I love Stephanie the same way I say I love this water or I love pizza. (laughs) Love is not an emotion. Love is a response. It's an action and an application to the people around us. 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 to 7. You've heard this at weddings. I'm sure you've heard it, but I felt like we needed to be reminded again this morning Real quick, I love recapping because I just think it helps me remember it and it'll help you remember it. So let's recap. Point one was absence from the vine comes with a price. And we learned about growing in faith by reading the Word. Point number two was abiding in the vine comes with a promise. And we learned about walking in hope by praying the Word. Point number three was adherence to the vine comes with provision. And we learned about responding in love by obeying the Word. So notice that we covered the big three, faith, hope, and love. Now, I know there's a lot in this message. There's a lot. And if you're sitting here today and you're thinking, I still have a long way to go, and there's still a lot I don't understand, that's me. That's all of us. But I want you to know that you're in the right place. Like Pastor Steph said last last week, discipleship is a process, and we're all on this journey of discovery together In 1 Corinthians 13, verses 12 to 13, we read this. My understanding is incomplete now, but one day I will understand everything, just as everything about me has been fully understood. Until then, there are three things that remain. 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 Faith, hope, and love. Yet love surpasses them all. So above all else, let love be the beautiful prize for which you run. Isn't that beautiful? So my takeaway is remaining is vital if you want to go viral. Remaining is vital if you want to go viral. Bit of an oxymoron, I know. I know, I'm just clever that way. Like I said at the beginning of the message, in order for the gospel to go viral, we must first remain in it. So I want to leave you with Matthew 24, verses 13 to 14, where it says, but hold your hope firmly to the end, and you will experience life and deliverance. In other words, remain, remain, remain. Yet through it all, the good news of heaven's kingdom will be proclaimed all over the world, providing every nation with a demonstration of the reality of God. And after that, the end of this age will arrive. Remain, remain. If you want to go viral, remain in it. You want the gospel to go viral? Remain in it. Remain in Jesus and he will remain in you. But before you can remain in Jesus, you need to have a relationship with Jesus. We read earlier that the greatest love of all is a love that sacrifices all. And that's exactly what God the Father did for us. By sacrificing his son why don't you stand on your feet if you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus I'm here to tell you that it changed my life I remember the night that I prayed this prayer one of my friends had gone to Mexico and he was going to Bible school and he came back and he was just on fire I was going to school for music at the time and I wanted to be this world-class entertainer traveling all over the world and we're sitting in his car, and it's just past midnight, and he says, you got to meet my Jesus, man. Anyway, long story short, I prayed that prayer with him that night, and we listened to a song. I think it was a band called Third Day or something like that. And uh, I was just crying. I called my mom and dad at like 1 in the morning. They were sleeping. I woke them up. said, I've accepted Jesus into my life. I didn't know what the next step would be. I just knew that I had this overwhelming peace in that moment. And I want to give you guys that opportunity right now. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised his son from the dead, you will be saved. It's that easy. It's confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart. So repeat this after me right now. Say, dear Jesus, I admit that I've messed up. I admit that I've sinned but I believe that you died on the cross for everything I ever did and everything I'm gonna do. And I believe that you rose again on the third day and you are alive and active today. I welcome you into my heart now and today is a new day in a relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Just keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed. If that was you today, just give me a thumbs up. We'd love to celebrate with you. We'd love to give you a Bible. We'd love to welcome you to the family. If that was you, just give me a thumbs up. I see you in the house here. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Well, come on, let's give a big round of applause. Welcome to the family. The Bible says that anytime, anytime, somebody comes home that there's a party going on in heaven so we're gonna continue to party but we're gonna give you guys just the next step in your relationship with Jesus and we're gonna lift this lid off the stage and we're gonna open it up for baptism I tell you there's something powerful about being baptized I saw my little girl go under the water last Sunday night and she came out beaming you know If a six-year-old can understand baptism, we can understand baptism. When you go in that water, trust me, the old you goes into the water, but a new you comes out. And that sin gets left in there. And I told the team this morning, let's fill it up with some sin so we can pump it all out and fill it back up again. Come on, we want to give you guys a fresh start. So if that's you, come on down. I'd welcome the host team to come down but come on down during the song if you want to be baptized pastor matt's going to be here anyone you know we're all going to be around here so he's going to be ready to baptize we're going to worship so if that's you come on down let's lift our voices thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry